Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. The lovely Rebecca Lou Brennan and I are back excited to chat on part three of our leadership series. Um, How are you, Miss Beck? I'm good. I'm good. I'm super excited that we're getting closer and closer to us actually being together in Thailand and spending some time together. It's going to be so good. Well, I do get to see you before that on the Gold Coast for our lovely Studio Growth Club retreat. Oh, my God. Um, So soon. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're so pumped about that and it's going to be super amazing next level. We're so excited for it. But um, yeah, we're excited to be here with you guys today and doing the third part of our leadership series. Most definitely. So if you missed the last two podcasts, we definitely recommend you going back and having a listen. We were chatting about a few different things. You know, what is holding you back as a great leader is kind of what we chatted about um, on the first podcast, um, which is a little bit of self-reflection. I think it's so important to self-reflect on, you know, maybe what's stopping us and why we aren't doing the things that we probably know we should sometimes, right? Yeah, totally. And I think on a daily basis, you know, it's not just self-reflect because I do that always. It's like every day when you're making a decision, self-reflecting and and checking about why you're making that decision. And then the second one we talked about was what makes a good leader? What are the things that we think will really make you you a good studio? Yeah, absolutely. So we hope you got um, some great value out of those last two podcasts. As always, we would love to hear from you. If anything resonates with you um, in the podcast, drop us an Instagram message. I love getting Instagram messages from people that go, oh my God, that just completely clicks. It's so nice when we hear from you. So please reach out. Um, We love to hear from you. Um, But today we're going to be uh, continuing with our leadership uh, series, talking about values and visions, because that is such an important part of being a great leader, right? It is such an important part. And we've talked a little bit about vision um, and we think that that is really, really important. But we also wanted to chat to you guys today about your values because your values should come under that vision and it really should be making sense of the vision and breaking it down for all of the peeps in your business, not just your staff, but I think, you know, breaking it down as well for even your um, clients, right, Amanda? Like your clients should know what your values are. Absolutely. And before we kind of get stuck into, you know, chatting a little bit about values and vision, you know, I really um, wanted to talk about the fluffiness behind values and visions that sometimes there can be like you guys probably like chatting to us uh being listening to us on uh the podcast you can hear that beck and i are definitely not fluffy people we are not (laughs) we are definitely not fluffy people we are more action takers we're not big on uh you know the feelings and the emotions and don't get me wrong, that probably sounds not right. But you know, we're not big on just, you know, talking about doing the things without actually taking action on doing them. I guess that's probably what I mean by that. And yeah. I think that sometimes some uh, businesses write these like lovely value statements or mission statements or whatever you want to call them. 
but don't actually use them and don't actually know what that means. So Beck and I being more uh, direct type people, more action takers, we want to chat to you about, you know, when you actually write these things out, actually using it and making sure that you're that you're uh, constantly going back to it, referring to it, and it actually is what you're doing in your studio. You don't just write something and then not actually aligning with it because I feel like that happens sometimes, right? Oh, totally. And I was listening to a podcast on leadership the other day, Amanda, and he was talking about exactly this, that even in big business, they have these values, but it doesn't actually mean anything. And because they don't have their reasoning behind the values and then what the expectations are behind the values, it's actually just there for the sake of being up on the wall when people walk in, but it, it's it's meaningless. It's like a pretty quote um, that means nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think that's where the real difference um, comes into place when you actually think about those values. Write out what they mean to you. Write out what the expectations then are of your staff, and that's when you start getting the value from the value. If that makes sense. So, I thought I'd use a quick example to help you guys with that. So, one of our values. Um, so, our values at pause. We have four of them: are family, quality, integrity, and respect. But I thought I'd just say quickly what family is. So. Through our inclusive and nurturing environment, your child will feel special and important. We want every child and their family to have a safe place where they will feel supported and connected as one dance family. Now, I can then think about the things of what we actually do within the school that would come under that bracket. So one thing, for example, is we have community events, which I've talked lots of lots of and lots on the podcast about that's making them have that family feel you know we only do four comps a year because I don't want my kids and families to feel like that they're at a comp every single weekend um we always want age appropriate themes and costumes now I'm not saying that those values need to be for everyone I'm just saying that's my school that's what I'm clear about and so can you see how then I have expectations of my staff and I have certain events and things happening that actually resonate with that Mm, I love that so much. Can you read out what the family one was again for me? Because it was super quick. Can you tell us one more time what yeah. that was? Sure. Through our inclusive and nurturing environment, your child will feel special and important. We want every child and their family to have a safe place where they will feel supported and connected as one dance family. I love that so much. And, you know, that's what we were talking about, about the fluffiness. I feel like some studios will write something like that, but then mm. it's not carry through to the everyday right it's just the pretty quote on the wall and they say oh we want people to be you know really um feel part of the family and we we you know honor a family and all of this sort of stuff but then they'll have a soloist at the front of their routine that just is and the other kids are just backup dancers the whole time how is that making a team family environment you know that's not yeah. aligning with what they said they wanted to create or perhaps it's that they're taking them away from their family perhaps they're putting rehearsals on a saturday night when it should be family time or calling last minute rehearsals or making kids miss you know a family birthday party do you know what i mean that like all of those things like which is fine like if you want to do that like no problems no judgment here like absolutely fine but don't pretend that you have these values and then not stick to them like you know if your value your values might be different that's fine and we there's a space for every studio but really make sure that when you are setting those values that every decision you make in your studio comes back to that. Exactly. And, you know, if 
if you do want to do those things and have the rehearsals and stuff, then maybe your value is more around creating elite performers who have a great work ethic. That's fine too. Like it doesn't matter. Work ethic might be the the thing and it might be, you know, sacrificing and, you know, having to sacrifice stuff for a great work ethic. Great. That's fine. No problems. That's a great value to have. But don't pretend that it's all about like family connection and stuff like that, you know? Exactly. And, you know, I think it makes it easy when you have your values in place to really then be able to go back to your staff because you've got those expectations there that are aligned to your vision. So, for example, if one of my staff then, you know, choreographed a routine to music that was inappropriate in my eyes, then I would be able to go back to them and say, hey, I don't think that's really within our values. Let's go back over that and how can we fix this so that it is within our values, you know, Mm -hmm. staying on top of your team. And when they have the expectations there, it's super easy to go back and say, hey, that was an expectation. When they have zero expectations there, then it's very hard for you to go back and say, hey, you choreographed a routine that's inappropriate. I never told you that I had a problem with that because I never had my values in place or showed them to you, but I actually do have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, and we can't always think that that teachers just know what our values are because they might think that it's completely fine. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the key, right? You know, we've talked about in the last uh, two podcasts about communication and sharing things with our team. So, you know, getting these values in place, being really clear with what you want them to be, but then communicating them with everybody and with your team and really reflecting on them constantly, not just writing it up on the wall once and then forgetting about it, right? So if you have values or a mission statement or anything like that written out in your studio um, at the moment, highly recommend that you go back and look at it, you know, and like it's, you know, we're starting to think about concert season, right? For Australian studio owners, it's not, we're not there yet, but you're probably playing in the back of your mind about what am I going to do for the concert this year? You know, all of that, it's playing in the back of your mind. And I feel like concert's such a good time. It's such a good example for us to talk about values and, um, and vision and all of those things, because it's so uh, on display for all of our clients to see, right? So as you're planning your concert, go back through your visions and your values. Is every single thing that you're doing aligning? Is everything from your song choices to the cost, to the lighting choices, to uh, your costumes, to how many rehearsals you run, to where the kids are placed on stage and if they change, to you know whether you do a finale or a award ceremony or a you know whatever you do like is it all aligning with your values and your visions like and it really helps you uh, make those decisions you know whether you're deciding oh am i going to run that extra rehearsal or not go back to your vision if your vision is about uh work ethic then maybe yes it is to run it that extra rehearsal if your value is about fun maybe it doesn't align with your vision to run that extra rehearsal. You know, I think that's such a good good way to think about it sometimes. Absolutely. And you've all heard us talk about your ICA and your marketing should always be going to your ICA. Well, this is the exact same, but it should be all of the things that you do, how you operate your studio should always go back to your visions and values. And when you reassess everything you do and take it back to those visions and values it's just going to make things so much more clearer for your team for you for your clients for absolutely everybody so so important 
we wanted to talk to you a little bit as well about your staff culture and, you know, vision and value should be at the top of that. Do they know what they're doing? Do they know where it's going? All that sort of stuff. And then leading by example, you know, this is so you know, I think you and I have both done the shitty jobs in the studio that we haven't wanted to do, but here we are doing them. All and the time. That's so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think, yeah, that leading by example is so, so important because you can't ask your staff to do something that you're not prepared to do. You can't tell them that, you know, you want to create these routines that are, you know, are inclusive to every child, but then in your routine, you want it to look better and to win the comp. So you put the star kid at the front. Like you've got to do what you expect them to do as well. Just the same as we could talk about vacuuming the floor or taking the bins out at night or, you know, making, leaving the studio clear, whatever that is, we all need to lead by example. Um, and we need to pull that back, like, you know, and really think about why we're doing that and why, you know, that really, changes how we be a leader i guess yeah it totally does and you know i love what you said there amanda you can't expect your staff to do something that you're not willing to do and a true leader will get down and do the dirty stuff and do the stuff that they don't particularly like doing because that's what you have to do sometimes as a leader and it also gives your staff a huge amount of respect for you it really really does so we wanted to talk to you about creating the team of your dreams and the only way to really do this is to be brave and to start taking action today what is the one thing that you can do that we've talked about in these last three podcast that you can really take some action on and actually change the way you're leading? Is it that you need some more vision and values in place? Is it that you need to look at yourself as a leader and think about the things that you need to improve on? And that's okay. Like we all need to improve in things in different ways. Maybe it's putting some more systems around your communication. Um, maybe it's that, you know, you haven't had the greatest integrity lately and you need to step up in that. We all have things we need to step up in all the time. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so it's just being really clear on that and, and taking some action and, and getting those things into your studio. Absolutely. So we so hope you've enjoyed this last uh, three-part series on leadership. Um, hopefully you've taken some things out of it and we can't wait to see you step up and be that leader that you need to be. Uh, do some more learning on leadership. We've got some great resources in Dance Principles United Tribe. We'd love to have you be a member um, and find out more about it. Jump onto our website, danceprinciplesunited.com to find out all about it. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day, Miss Beck. Thank you. I shall. I hope you do as well. And uh, smash goals out there, guys. And teamwork makes the dream work. So, you know, really get in there, guys, and work with that team. We'll see you next week. Bye.